You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from rainy, cold, but still wonderful Atlanta, Georgia. So grateful that you're joining me today from all over the world. And guess what? It's a setup. Uh, I believe that uh, you're going to find exactly uh, what you've been searching for. Have you ever heard the phrase, whatever you are looking for, whatever you're searching for is searching for you? That's what's going to happen to you today. Well, how are you doing? Um, It is a great day here in the ATL. I've had a very great and productive week and uh, I'm getting excited. Y'all know why? It's my birthday. It's my birthday. My birthday is coming up uh, on November the 7th and you guys know that I celebrate for 30 days. So I'm already (laughs) pre-planning. This is my pre-planning a week coming up and I don't know what my friends have in store, but they just told me my birthday is actually on November the 7th. They said, Constance, get ready. We're picking you up because y'all know I don't drive on my birthday. Uh, We're picking you up and you're going to be gone all day and we'll we'll bring you back home at 11. And uh, then some of my clients, I'm going to be meeting them for the first time. And and just uh, I'm just grateful. This This is a key. I'm a giver, but I'm also a receiver. And my friends tell me that I'm good at that. So I want all of you to think about when I give, I'm not giving to get anything back from that person. But the law of circulation says that when you do give, that it will come back to you. So this is my time to receive. So I am open. A a lot of my friends and clients have already sent me gifts. And uh, I had one client, uh, she lives in Australia. And she said, Constance, what kind of perfume do you like? Which I like perfume. She said, I'm going to send you some of the most expensive perfume that there is. And she did. Man, it smells so good. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm excited and I am grateful. And, you know, some of my friends told me that I have taught them how to celebrate life and and, and celebrate their birthdays. So that's just what time it is. But anyway, uh, I have a great guest today and he's going to be talking to you about uh, how to really tap into your your consciousness, you know, your conscious mind. And uh, when you do that, how you can really deal with any challenge, any problems, 
anything that you might have gone, he's going to talk to us about what is your consciousness and just the four functions of the mind and how you can begin to tap into that intuition to really change anything. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Anyway, you guys follow me on social media. I just did a powerful question and answer. Uh, when was it? Last Thursday on Instagram. You need to go and watch it and follow me on Instagram. It was a powerful question and answer where people came on live. So what I'm doing now on my platforms is I'm going live and I'm answering your questions because I, I'm already putting enough knowledge, wisdom on the platforms every day. But I really want to connect with you answer your questions and give you some strategies. So follow me on Instagram, that's Law of Attraction Constance. Same thing on Twitter. Facebook is Coach with Constance. And YouTube, you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, usually I upload two videos. You know, they're not long, maybe seven or eight minutes on manifestation or different tips that I'm giving to you. So follow me on social media. And go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I now have Zelle. So if you want to make a, a donation or if you want to use Zelle or Cash App, because I know so many people have been asking me for that, or PayPal, you can do that. So speaking of coaching, you know, this week I almost cried. <laughs> uh, I was coaching one of my male clients. I'm going to have him come on and share He's been coaching with me for about a year. His whole life has transformed because, you know, I have a I have a guarantee. If you coach with me for a year, parenthesis, and you're willing to do the work. He was alienated from his children. Now they're close. He has allowed me to share this. He has found the love of his life. It's the most amazing thing. You know, sometimes I tell my clients, I think you guys are more for me <laughs> than I am for you. Because when I finish coaching them, I always say, yeah, this is what I was born to do. Uh, I had another client. She met the love of her life and she just got married. I'm going to have her come on and both of them come on and just share their stories. Why coaching? A coach can see your blind spots. A coach can see things in the spirit first. A coach can give you specific how-tos, accountability. And I guess the question you have to ask yourself is, are you satisfied with your life right now? Yeah, I heard my story about my, um, um, my trainer. I've been walking and running for 30 years. I've been weight training probably for 20 and here I am, hired him, and he's using two and five pound weights that have literally shifted and changed my body. Why is that? He's an expert. Why is that? He knows what he's doing. Why is that? He has insight into the body. I mean, just the way that he has me to do certain things. So if you're ready to coach, give that as a gift to yourself. Christmas gift, or just as just as a a, a a love gift to yourself. 
let's do a discovery call. Uh, you can email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and uh, let's make it happen. I got some great shows coming up. Uh, I got Dr. Tori Griffin, Tori Love Griffin. Um, she said you can either like love or love. You could either like life or you can love life. And Tori, uh, she's going to come on and talk to us about how in the world did she get Oprah to interview her? So that's going to be coming up next week. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. And she's going to talk to us about her relationship with God and her what she did to manifest that. And then I'm going to have just some listeners come on and share their own testimony, their own stories. What did they do? How did they make it through the tough times? Oh, I'm going to have an an alpha male show where I'm going to have just some, all men come on and talk about their way of thinking. I love you guys, but y'all know y'all think a little different (laughs) than us women. So I'm going to have all males come on and just talk about their manifestation, how they deal with the law of attraction, et cetera. Well, I think that is it. If you have a wonderful uh, manifestation story or any small, what you might consider to be small, email me. I want to hear about it. I want to hear how the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show is changing your life. Oh, one last thing. If you still want to be an ambassador, I'm getting all of my ambassadors, I got that together, where you're just going to be sharing on your social media about my show. Every week, uh, me and my assistant will send you a link and a little description of the show. You can just share it on your timeline. And I'm going to get all of the ambassadors together on one big Zoom call. And then you're going to get a coaching session when you do that consistently. How about that? Email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. So let's go to these quick commercials, everybody. And we're going to come back and just learn more about our conscious. So stay tuned. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I am back and I'm really excited about my very special guest today. I have a question for you. How many people feel like you're struggling with some things or maybe the pandemic has just sort of unraveled your whole life, what was normal for you? We have a great 
guest today. We're honored and blessed to have Mr. Leonard Perlmutter. I've been, yeah, I've been uh, uh, rehearsing his name all week. Uh, he has a new book out, Your Conscious, The Key to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life Challenges. And um, he's going to talk to us about our conscious. But I, I just have to tell you a little bit of how blessed and awesome uh, we are today to have him. Uh, he is one of the Western world's pioneer in the introduction of meditation. He founded the American Meditation Institute, AMI, in 1996. All of his courses are now approved and accredited by the American Medical Association and the American Nurses Association. He is the author, I read this book, of uh, the heart and science of yoga, the American Meditation Institute's empowering self-care program. And so a lot of luminaries have really uh, taught and adopted uh, this new science behind yoga. Folks like Dr. Oz, uh, Dr. Dean Ornish, and many, many more. He's taught so many places and uh, we are blessed to have him so Leonard welcome back to the law of attraction radio network it's a real pleasure thank you for inviting me again we are graced by your presence by your essence by your wisdom well that's very humbling but I'm just like everybody else I'm I'm a human being trying to uh, make sense of uh, this strange and beautiful uh, planet that we're on and trying to find the skill sets to deal with all these uncertain issues that seem to just appear. Yeah, folk are, are really experiencing a lot. I want, I want to know, what, what has your experience been going through uh, the pandemic? Because we, we have people that are listening and watching us globally. Well, there's an interesting word called eucatastrophe. Hmm. Eucatastrophe. <laughs> it's catastrophe. That's at the end of it. But the, the prefix is EU. It comes from the Greek and it means a good kind of. Hmm. So a eucatastrophe is a good kind of catastrophe. So I've looked at the COVID, which has been painful. There's no question about it. It's, mm -hmm. it's been very painful and devastating. Uh, for millions of people uh, with tremendous loss of life, uh, a loss of income, loss of uh, dignity. Uh, it's been a major challenge. And so with a you catastrophe, it's up to each of us to look inside of this catastrophe to try to find a hidden gift. So when I went into quarantine in February of 2020 with my wife, because we were at an age uh, in our mid seventies where uh, it was advised that uh, you should uh, you should quarantine away from uh, uh, certain people, and and this was before uh, any vaccines had arrived on the scene. So there I am, uh, uh, I'm in our home where we usually teach and usually have students coming. Mm -hmm. 
and it feels like a catastrophe. And I'm thinking to myself, Leonard, you're a teacher. You need to be teaching. What can you be teaching? How can you be of service? And as I contemplated, I realized as I watched the news and I read the newspaper accounts and I saw the pain that everybody was going through, I thought to myself, gosh, I have something that I can give them. I can give them a tool that will help them deal with all these challenges. And that tool, that gift, is their own conscience, an understanding of what it is and how it can begin to work for them in amazing ways. Because the conscience is the only function of the mind. And you heard me right, function of the mind. There are actually four of them, which of course, of course, we were never taught in school about. So much we were not really taught about, uh, only to memorize. You memorize and you can pass the exam and and, uh, we'll give you a diploma. But practical tools, not so much. In any event, I thought if I could give them an understanding of what the conscience is and how it can reflect super conscious wisdom, the same kind of wisdom that Albert Einstein used to see mathematical equations and where Paul McCartney or Stevie Wonder hear beautiful melodies they're all coming from the superconscious mind. And the conscience is what allows you and me and everyone to access this wisdom in ways that can resolve the seemingly unresolvable. That's good news, Leonard. It's great news, Conscience. <laughs> I, I was thrilled when I first learned it. And let me tell you, I'm very practical. And I'm sort of a doubting Thomas, okay? I'm not easily swayed. So I have a doubting nature. That's why I like this philosophy and this science so much, because it is a science, and it's based on experimenting. Each of us is asked to experiment for ourselves to find what is the truth not to believe Leonard, not to rely on anybody outside. You know, we all know when we watch TV, we watch these talking heads. They're often wrong, aren't they? But they're never in doubt. They seem, they tell us that they know just about everything on every subject under the sun, even though they're, they're wrong many times. Well, it's time that you and I began to trust ourselves to counsel within with this super conscious wisdom through our own conscience, and then turn that into our speech and our actions that will bring about consequences that will enable us, each of us in our unique way, to fulfill the purpose of life without pain. That's good. So for listeners out there, let's just say somebody who is 
a part of what we call in the West, the great resignation, where people are just losing their jobs. Define for them what is our conscious and then uh, talk about what are the, uh, the four functions of the mind. I know one is conscious, super, I'll let you explain that. Okay. We're going to break it down for people so that they sure. can really use it. Okay, let me start with the ego. Okay. The ego, because we're, you know, we're fairly familiar with the ego, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly what we thought. But the ego is hardwired, it seems, to the reptilian brain. And the reptilian brain is heavily invested in self-preservation. You know, I don't want to die. I don't, I don't want my story to end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the reptilian brain and the ego constantly have to deal with a tremendous amount of fear that they might be no more. And in service to that fear of annihilation, the ego presents itself in every single relationship and actually cuts it in half and says, oh, this portion over here, this is very pleasant. I think this is good. I like it. Let's, Let's have some more of this. But over here, this portion, this is very unpleasant. I dislike it. I consider it bad. Let's eliminate it from our life. And so what happens is the more that we listen to the ego without checking the truthfulness of what its advice is, we become addicted to things we like and things we don't like. And so we want to go after things we like, and we want to avoid things we don't like. Mm -hmm. However, it's already our personal truth and personal experience that sometimes that which appears as pleasant is not always good for us. And that which appears as unpleasant isn't always bad for us. So how am I going to go beyond that? when this ego is so loud and so pushy and so insistent. So that's ego. It's an advisor. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second is the senses. You know, the senses, the eyes, the nostrils, the mouth, the ears, Mm -hmm. the hands and feet. So our mind extrudes, it projects our creative energy through the eyes and the nostrils and the mouth and the ears and the hands and the feet so that the senses can go out into the world to look and smell and taste and hear and touch in a in an ongoing search for happiness and security and health here's the problem the senses are a bit nearsighted <laughs> So they wind up chasing all sorts of rainbows, looking for that pot of gold. And they rarely, if ever, find anything worthwhile. And nothing that they find ever lasts. Mm-hmm. And so the problem is they waste a tremendous 
amount of our creative energy being projected through the eyes and the nostrils, the mouth, the hands, the ears, and the feet. So that wastes a tremendous amount of creative energy that you and I cannot use to solve our challenges in life. So that's the senses. Like the ego, they have a limited perspective. They're often wrong. They're never in doubt. And that's the senses. The third function of the mind, that's the unconscious. This is the repository of everything that you and I deem essential to self-preservation. It's our memories. It's our imagination. Mm-hmm. And the ego, the like the ego and the senses, the unconscious mind only has a limited perspective. In actuality, the ego senses an unconscious mind, all these advisors, I call them the three amigos, <laughs> they're because they only have a limited perspective, they're often wrong. But sometimes they're right. Let's give them credit. When we drive an automobile or a truck, we need a healthy ego. And we have a body, we have senses, life is to be enjoyed. Why not enjoy it? So yes. And, and a lot of things on the unconscious mind are helpful for us so that we don't repeat mistakes. So those are the three functions of the mind. And they create a tremendous amount of noise in the mind because they can't make a choice. They cannot make a decision. So they try to lobby as, as, as strongly as they can for their limited perspective. And that brings us, Constance, to the fourth function of the mind, with, which is the conscience. Now, the conscience is the only decision maker. Even if I want to raise my hand, I can't even raise my hand without first entertaining a thought. That thought comes from the decision maker, the conscience. That means that every single decision any of us has ever made or will ever make has been and always will be made by the conscience. Hmm. Well, is it true? Is the unconscious and the subconscious the same thing? And I've heard it said that our subconscious directs all of our behavior unconsciously. Is that true, Leonard? Yes. Unconscious and subconscious are synonyms. Mm -hmm. It's really the same thing. And these forces that are stored in the unconscious mind are sort of like an autopilot, if you will. Okay, because that's where we store our habits. And when we are just skimming the surface of consciousness through everyday life, it is that software that's being played, like on our computer. Mm -hmm. And the unconscious mind pulls strings of the marionette, of the puppet. I'm the puppet. So I do... And I say, and I think, whatever the unconscious mind decides. And that's a problem because there's a lot of things stored in the unconscious mind 
that are not accurate, that are not accurate. And I feel pain because of that. But if I can use the conscience, the conscience alone acts as a mirror mm. that can reflect perfect wisdom from the super conscious portion of the mind that's beyond the conscious mind. It's beyond the unconscious mind. It's at the core of our being, what we refer to as our soul, within our center resides an intuitive library of superconscious wisdom, and our conscience can reflect it into our conscious mind so that we can consciously know the thought to think, the word to speak, and the action to take that will resolve life's challenges. Well, that's good. So how can someone practically, let's just say right now, who, like I said, maybe gotten laid out from his job, how can this father begin to use his conscious mind to access all the wisdom that he needs from that super conscious mind so he'll know what to think and speak and do? Well, what we have to do is we have to learn to become the parent of our own mind. Ooh. We have to parent the ego. We don't want to ridicule the ego because it can serve us well. We don't want to ridicule or get rid of the senses. Life is to be enjoyed. We don't want to get rid of the unconscious mind. It has some value, but we want to parent them so that they have a broader perspective of what's possible so that we can live a more fulfilling life. So what I like to do is to set up little experiments that are relatively easy. Okay. So say we just had dinner mm -hmm. and the question comes up, are we going to brush our teeth? Well, the ego might not want to brush the teeth because the ego says, oh, that, that's uncomfortable. And the senses, they might not want to brush the teeth because they would prefer to have a second slice of dessert. And the unconscious mind, which is stuck in habit patterns, is not in the habit of brushing our teeth. So there might be some resistance. It's up to me to... Convince the ego, senses, and unconscious mind for the sake of an experiment to trust the conscience. So I ask the ego, senses, and unconscious mind, after they tell me what their limited perspective is, even though they might all vote no, I ask them to quiet down so that the conscience can reflect superconscious wisdom. And what the conscience would say is something like, life itself is more like a marathon rather than a sprint. And for a marathon, we need strong, healthy teeth, strong, healthy gums, strong, healthy immune system. 
And after dinner, if we can just take a two-minute time out and brush our teeth, the super-conscious wisdom is saying we can experience strong, healthy teeth, healthy gums, and a healthy immune system. So just for the sake of an experiment, it's not forever, it's just sort of a little test, let's go into the bathroom, we'll brush our teeth, we'll come back, and we'll discuss what we all experienced. And so it's an experiment, and it's relatively easy. And in that process, the ego, the senses, and the unconscious mind have a relatively pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. And in that pleasant experience, it, they trust me more, and they trust the conscience more to continue this scientific experimenting process to see if they can feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. So you mentioned thoughts and words. So when we consciously tap into that super conscious, are we, are we thinking a certain way? I know uh, in one of your chapters, you talked about thoughts. Mm -hmm. What role does thoughts, and you said there are two different kinds of thoughts, and why is that important for people? Well, because I, as I mentioned earlier, before we can act, that brings about a consequence, we have to first entertain a thought. So which thoughts will lead to actions that will enable us to live happy, healthy, secure, creative, rewarding lives? And the conscience can tell us which is which. And the ones, those thoughts that the conscience says, think that, think that thought, speak in service to that thought, act, take an action in service to that thought, that will always lead you for your highest and greatest good. But when the conscience says to us, that thought that you're thinking about, or that you want to speak about, or that you want to act in service to, is only going to bring pain. So for those thoughts, we're asked to sacrifice them, offer them back to the supreme intelligence that we refer to as G-O-D. Offer them back to G-O-D, or whatever name is most comfortable for you. And in the process, that negative contractive power of unnecessary fear and anger and selfish desire can be transformed into strategic reserves of healing energy, willpower, and creativity that will enable us to be led for our highest and greatest good. Well, that's good news. So are you saying that any listener can begin to consciously, because the other three are advisors, right? Correct. Consciously make a, begin to make a choice 
out there is unlimited abundance. We know that money and abundance and prosperity is kind of what people are looking for. So mm-hmm. what would that look like um, using these four different functions of the mind? A person who wants more money, wants more abundance, you know, wants more prosperity, et cetera. Well, you might not always get what you want, but you mm-hmm. got to be careful because when, when you get what you want, you might be surprised how much pain it brings. But the promise is the more that you let your conscience be your guide, you will always, always, always get what you need. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we really want, what mm-hmm. we need? That's really what we want. So you mentioned earlier that within all of us is this intuitive storehouse of wisdom and knowledge. And we know so much has been going on. So are you saying that we can, with our conscious, tap into that wisdom about healing, abundance, our children, our dogs, whatever, our work? Everything. Everything. Every relationship that we have, every circumstance that we have can be resolved happily, rewardingly, if we let the conscience be our guide. And that means that the conscience will support the ego sometimes and support the senses sometimes, and support the unconscious mind sometimes. And sometimes the conscience will ask us to sacrifice something so that it can be transformed. Either way, we win. Possibly sacrifice a negative mindset, a negative way of thinking, a negative way of being so that transformation can happen in that area. That's right. That's right. Sacrifice of those negative thoughts, desires, and emotion. Sacrifice is the mechanism for transformation. We, We already know that it's in giving that we receive, but we don't know a practical application. But when somebody cuts me off in traffic and I have to slam on the brake, in order to avoid an accident and anger comes from my unconscious mind into my conscious mind, poisoning, poisoning my entire body with hormones. If I can take that anger and offer it back to the origin from which it came, no, thank you, father. No, thank you, mother. No, thank you, dear Lord. I have no use for this. Please transform it. If I can sacrifice it in real time, it can be transformed into strategic reserves of healing energy, willpower, and super conscious wisdom. That's good. (laughs) It's great. That's good. So, like you said, if somebody cuts you off or or we can choose to That's hold, right. we can sacrifice unforgiveness, we can sacrifice maybe negative thoughts towards someone, 
And in place of that comes this transformational power. You said something very, very, very profound and important. And that is that in that type of scenario that you just painted, mm-hmm. we really, we really become free human beings, the free to make the appropriate choice. That's what freedom is all about, to have the freedom to make the appropriate beneficial choice. Mm. So really, moment by moment, we can choose consciously. That's right. What we're going to think about, if we're going to sacrifice that situation and say, well, I'm going to sacrifice here, God, here it is. I really want to slap that person that just got in front of me. That's right. That's right. But I'm going to sacrifice, forgive, and release, knowing that that's going to be replaced with something more empowering, that's healing. Right. No question about it. No question about it. So it's and, but, but again, but don't believe us. Test it. Experiment with it so you own it. Don't just believe. Don't just trust. Prove it to yourself through an experiment. Then you'll own it. Then nobody can take that away from you, and you will be free in every successive relationship. Well, you know, with everything that's going on, I mean, we're inundated, or, or we might choose to be inundated with TV, news, media, all kind of stuff going on. How can people really tap into that conscious mind? Do we need to, I am going to talk to you about meditation. Do we need to be more sitting in stillness? How do we deliberately begin to choose that conscious choice? My experience is, just as you suggested, meditation. Meditation gives us four gifts. Okay. Four tools, four skills that we can use in every single relationship. First of all, in meditation, we train the mind to become one-pointed. We only give our attention to the name of the Lord, to God. Okay, so we're giving that attention. And that vibration is a perfect harmonic that generates love and fearlessness and strength. Also, what it does is it creates automatically a space between stimulus and response. And in that space between stimulus and response exists what? My freedom, freedom of choice to discriminate, to ask the conscience to reflect superconscious wisdom to explain to me the thought to think, the word to speak, and the action to take with this stimulus. So in the process, I have the skill of one-pointed attention, detachment, discrimination, and the more I do the experiment, I build the muscles of willpower to do what's to be done when it's to be done, and not do what's not to be done when it's not to be done. What is detachment? So you said there were four 
four components of meditation. Yes. One point. So one what, point of attention. Okay. Detachment, a space between stimulus and response. Got that. Our culture, which encourages multitasking, wants to eliminate the space between stimulus and response. Oh, if it feels good, they say, just do it. <laughs> but that's not being free. That's being a slave. That's being a slave. We want to be free. And in order to have freedom, we need detachment. We need a space between stimulus and response. So we have the time to check with our conscience to know how we're going to act with this thought, act with this desire, act with this emotion. How am I going to dance with it? Well, you know, one of my friends knew that I was interviewing you today and I showed them your bio and they're like, is he a guru? Or what is he? I said, yeah, but he probably won't let me call him that. And the question they wanted me to ask you about meditation is when, when they meditate, their mind is all over the place. So should people sit in stillness? Should they start with guided meditation? How can people get into that whole rhythm of meditation? I have several answers to your question. Okay. It's a good question. The first answer is, it's the habit of the mind to think. Hmm. It's then, and that we have to acknowledge that it's the habit of the mind to think. So, Having distracting thoughts during meditation is part of the meditation process. We don't want to just get rid of the thoughts. That would be very repressive and we would become neurotic and that would be very painful. So we want to recognize that as we try to train the mind to one pointed attention, the mind is going to want to change the channel. <laughs> Think about something else. It's not a problem. It's just the habit of the mind. So in meditation, you honor, you witness the appearance of the distracting thought. You sacrifice it. You offer it back to the Lord. And then you bring the mind lovingly back to the mantra, back to the mantra, back to the mantra. Me. And I would say this also, Constance, if people come to our website, on the home page, there's a link to a guided meditation every Sunday morning from 9.30 to 11. This is live now, 9.30 to 11 Eastern Time. And we'll do a guided meditation. We'll have a philosophical and practical scientific conversation just like you and I are having now, Constance. And then Monday, after the Sunday meditation, everybody that was in attendance will get a free recording that they can use wow. during the week. So do you have to believe in God to trust your conscience? <laughs> no, no, no. What we're looking for is to be free of pain, misery, and bondage. But I tell you, if you use your conscience, you will become free 
of pain, misery, and bondage. And at that time, you will have an intimate relationship with God. Another question, all my friends, they have, they have these questions for you. And, and, uh, what about healing? If a person, you just answered that question, but, uh, you know, they've been having just consistent pain and they've done everything, the herbs and everything that they know <clears throat> to do. Can really tapping into that conscious mind bring healing? What's the question that? All, all, all heal, all illness, all illness begins with mental conflict. Mm. When my outer actions, my thoughts, my words, and my deeds are in conflict, are in conflict with the superconscious wisdom reflected by the conscience, that inner conflict becomes the mother of all problems. And so I don't feel well. My relationships don't feel well. But the more that we let the conscience be our guide and we parent the ego senses and unconscious mind to support the conscience, the body will return to its natural state of what physicians refer to as homeostasis, balance, healthfulness, simply by diminishing the internal mental conflict. Well, that's good. So, you know, we talked about thoughts, but you mentioned words. Yes. So, so expound on that a little bit. So once we use the conscious to tap into that super conscious, what role does words or speaking play? Very powerful. Language is very powerful, and many times it is triggering. Would you like to do a, a little experiment okay. with me? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's a little experiment, and everybody listening can, can just try it just for mm -hmm. a moment. So what I, I'm going to want to ask you to do, if you're comfortable, wherever you're seated, is to close your eyes okay. and bring all your attention into your heart center. Mm -hmm. This is the midpoint in the chest. And I want you to listen to this word. Okay. And um, I'll repeat it first a couple of times, but I want you to repeat it to yourself over and over again. And you tell me what it feels like. What, what's the weight of it? Okay. Here's the word. Problem, problem, problem. I have a problem. Now keep on repeating that and feel how that feels and feel how that weighs. And before you speak, I'm going to change the word. And the word now that I want you to repeat and listen and evaluate is situation, situation, situation. I have a situation. And repeat that, situation. 
Now I'd like you to open your eyes and just tell me what's the difference that you experience between problem and situation. With problem, every time you said it, it felt like I was going down, down, <laughs> down, weighty, 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 yucky, Correct. yucky, yucky. Right. But with situation, it felt lighter. That's right. It felt doable. Yes. Not as heavy. Yes. So Something is possible here. That's right. There's something po I might have to work at it, but mm -hmm. I, I, I think that, you know, with the, enough work, uh, you know, I think that I could, I could do a good job here. Make a good show of it. So words trigger us. So watch out for words and don't use triggering words in your speech that just re hypnotize you and re paralyzes you from using your own intuitive wisdom. Because mm. so, if, I, if I think that it's heavy, then it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I felt. I'm like, problem, problem, problem. I felt like I was going down, down, So down. do you think that that's good for your health? No. 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 Because that puts pressure on what? All of our organs, on our liver. Our liver feels it's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So is that why sometimes people they have one mantra that they may be focusing in on doing meditation, like yes. love. Okay. Yes. Yes. That yes. is so good. So Linda, anything else you want to share with the listener? This this really is something that listeners, no matter where you are, that you can begin to use today. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I just want to reemphasize that I don't want anyone to believe anything that I've said, but I want you, if you're interested, to experiment with it and, mm -hmm. and find out the truth for yourself. That's, that's my, my, my greatest wish for you, is that you experiment to find the truth for yourself and own it then you will become free to let the conscience be your guide and fulfill your destiny and your purpose in life. Yeah. And, you know, and then the last thing I'm going to say before you give your website is that, you know, when you were, when you were sitting during the pandemic and you were like, God, what I'm supposed to be helping people. What there is a gym in here somewhere. And so I want to reiterate what you said that, I know some of my clients in other countries, they're back in lockdown again. Mm -hmm. But there's a gym there for all of us. Is that correct, Leonard? That's my experience, Constance. Yeah, mine That's too. my experience. There's always a gym. Yeah. When I was a child, there was a, a candy. It was caramelized popcorn in a little box. Mm. I don't know if you ever remember that. I remember uh, that. Uh-huh. And... Uh, at the bottom of the box, there was a little gift. Mm -hmm. It was a little gift. It might have been a ring, a, a, a little pendant, or something was at the bottom of that Cracker Jack box. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's the same with catastrophe. Yes, the COVID is a catastrophe. Losing one's job is a catastrophe. 
not being able to have enough money to pay the rent or whatever it happens to be is a catastrophe and no question about it but in that situation that i'm dealing with there's a gift that can get me out of what has been and bring me closer and closer by using the conscience to what is going to enable me to be led continuously for my highest good. That's so good. Well, Leonard, tell people your website. How can we find those wonderful meditations? How can we get your book, uh, et cetera? Okay. So the thank you. Uh, I founded the American Meditation Institute in 1996. Our website is American Meditation dot o-r-g american meditation dot o-r-g and as i mentioned earlier right on the home page is a link it's free for a guided meditation every sunday from 9 30 to 11 eastern time and then on the following monday you'll get a recording that you can use throughout the week that's good you're so generous and so kind and I just appreciate who you are and what your gift to the world and uh, what you're sharing with us. We are going to unwrap it and, and really use it uh, for ourselves first and then to help others. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for all the wonderful work and the blessed work that you're doing. You're so welcome. Well, everybody, I want you to listen to this over and over again. Make sure that you share it with your friends, your co-workers, your family members. Take notes. Y'all know I love to take notes and sort of meditate on that. Visit his website. Get this book. It will really help you. And as I say every week, you know, uh, Leonard talk about an experiment. I want you to experiment it, experiment with this. I want you to be grateful for what you have in your life right now. Focus in on that and be grateful and thankful for what's on this way. Everybody, make a decision. It's your choice. Make a decision to have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.